Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue? Or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a thing or two. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we started KookCast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. So bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. So, have you ever come across something like, say, a photo from pre-pandemic days, and you look at it and you're like, oh man, little did I know how much was going to change soon after. (laughs) Well, that's kind of what happened with me and this recording that I dug up from way back earlier in the year when Cole who's been a guest on the show before. Some of my favorite recordings are with him. And Coach Ev, that you know, of course. We sat down and we recorded this episode in La Mission, Mexico, about fin theory. And it was a great recording. Two microphones, three guys, so quality sucks. Sorry about that. Probably bugs me more than any of you. But anyway, I dug this thing up and I was like, oh man, this is right before everything happened you know and we were sitting there drinking beers no six foot apart we were sharing a joint half the show or the recording i should say we're just like enjoying life and taking it for granted fully and now you got to think about everything you do and everything we uh you know well everything's changed but enough about that because fin theory hasn't really changed that much or at least the theory but the application and the attempts at Uh, understanding that theory have gone through a full century of evolutions Um, well almost a century I think we're getting close to the hundred year mark of fins uh, being on the bottom of our surfboards and luckily I was joined by Cole and coach Evan I wouldn't dare approach this topic on my own it's just way too complex for me I just don't feel confident about understanding it all But Cole and Coach Evan are so much more well-versed on different equipment, different fin setups. These are Cali boys, you know, so they they get their hands on all kinds of boards and they're surrounded by surfers who ride all different things, you know, and enjoy it. Meanwhile, I grew up with a crew of guys that if you rode anything other than a surfboard under six feet with three fins, you're a kook, you're out of the group. (laughs) You're not my friend anymore. So uh, anyway, I'm playing catch up with these boys, but it was really good to have a sit down with all of them. Uh, and, and, you know, just talk fins. And, and I think I actually play a good role in this recording as the kind of, well, kook, <laughs> the guy who doesn't know anything. And I try to summarize and, and regurgitate back to them what they said in my own words, my own understanding of it, um, almost as a way of like testing myself with the experts right there to correct me or tell me I'm wrong. You know, and, and, and just see if I'm I'm getting on the pulse with this whole fin theory thing. All right, but uh, thank God we got Cole and Coach Jev here to, to help me along my journey out of kookdom. Hope you enjoy this episode. Here we go. Looking, 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 theories and paying attention to conditions. Thinking about the options of boards you have. 
Speaking about options, what kind of fin setups were you rocking today? Fin setups. Oh my gosh, we're opening up a can of worms right now. Right? Oh my <laughs> god, this is a pretty intimidating topic for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that fins are like, they affect the ride of the board basically more than any other aspect of the board, more than the, the template or the foil or the rocker. Um, you know, like if, if the fin if the fin placement is off on a board, it is just a dog and it will not it won't go. So we're gonna break into this. Uh, but just just know that it's a very complicated subject. It's it's all like kind of about feel and what type of waves you like to ride and what type of maneuvers you're looking to do. Um, it's just it's it's a wild one. It is. So let's um, let's talk about. We're gonna kind of do like a brief kind of origins. History. Origins, yeah. Like when when I th say like for single fins, when I think of single fins, you know, I think of like '70s pipeline guns shooters uh, that were meant to just do one thing and do one thing well, just like thread the needle straight through the tube and get shot out, and that's it. No turns really. I mean. They did great bottom turns and even some great shots of top turns and, and cutbacks and stuff, but they just, they don't, they don't do those as well as a, a lot of other different fin configurations. So starting with singles, I'm calling, you know, in my mind, I see Jerry and a single fin just streaking down the line. Super soul. Totally. I even think further back. So when I think fins, I'm thinking like, before they had fins, you know, and when they were just kind of standing on top of these slipping and sliding logs that just could have like, who knows how those things like surfed. Coop, can you coop boxes. Yeah, can right? you imagine trying to ride rails. a board like that without even a fin? Mm -hmm. So like, for me, it go, it's like the elementary discussion of like, we need to be able to anchor, oh, you said this earlier, that was such a good word for me, anchor, the tail of the board so that we can like tip it over left or right and go that direction kind of like how a sailboat has a keel so that when the wind blows it from any other direction other than straight behind it can still make like that direction across the wind or even upwind to some extent right. you know so it was like just directionability like the single fin solved that problem of not being able to cling to the wall of the wave without sliding down it sliding on the face. Well, I right. think right when they did switch to when they went from the coop box no fin boards or if there was a fin it was super micro and just like a little speed bump off the back. Mm. Right. And then they went into too much fin, like a huge D fin off the back right, right on the tail. And that was like your classic Malibu chip that like, you know, all the guys at Malibu were riding. Um, and those are completely, you know, honestly, I've ridden a couple of defense in my life. They're just kind of batshit crazy to me. <laughs> right. Like, you know, like they, the pig, the design, the shape of the board works, but it like with the big old defin in the back, the only way to turn that thing is cranking it so hard that sometimes you think your knees are going to give out or... <laughs> 
you're doing a big old drop knee turn to even you know shift direction just a little bit is right. that where the drop knee cutback comes from mm-hmm like yeah. having to be able to turn a defin surfboard right out of necessity they really had to like get a lot of weight over the back their back foot so they drop the knee down on the board and like kneel down basically on it classic phil edwards turn interesting okay so what was the next step from single fin to now okay we solved the problem but like what what else can we do with fins and anchor points? All right, well, so the, it was the the D fin that was just like way too much fin, and then they started getting fins like with more rake. Well, then they with, started cutting them down. Like, yeah, you know, like they realized that they didn't work the best, and so they started cutting them down. Way too much area and moving them around too. And then you right? got your pivot fin, David Nueva pivot fin kind of style, um, where it's more of or even the Dewey Weber hatchet. The hatchet was a huge, huge innovation in fins, you know, back in the day. These are still longboard fins um, that we're talking about here. Did you hit that? Oh, you took a little. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, there was just a lot of ash. He just, <laughs> <laughs> just passing it back to you to ash. Thank you, kind sir. <laughs> we'll have it back now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so they take the D fin, they start cutting out like mass and surface area and, and moving it up a little sanded bit it. yeah sanded it down just get a little more release out of the fin and have it not have it just like completely locked in like when i think of the d fin maybe the reason why it worked well like on a malibu chip was because the bo- the wave was so good like you couldn't you couldn't build a board that was you know slow enough to like not have that wave just push you down the line and 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 you know the the deep end helped for staying right in the pocket and doing what they were doing mm. but then they basically took that same board that same giant log and tried to go ride that in in powerful <laughs> hawaiian surf you know super cupped out vertical faces and the fin was so far in the back of the board it like basically just like popped out there was just like no rocker in those boards like every, everything was was not designed to 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 work in big tubing surf basically mm-hmm. i think that's when the the fins you know the tails had to get narrower the fins had to get narrower and smaller and then, then you started getting into, you know, basically like the, the sh- more of the shortboard revolution where they put that high, as- high aspect raked out fin so that when you put it on rail, like it would, st- it would still hold, but it would bend and flex and load up and then release and shoot you down the line. And all of a sudden you had this new feeling of spring and flex and drive out of the fin itself. Whereas before it was always just like this big old anchor. Well, and you had the box, the box coming into the picture at that time. Right. Fin boxes came in that early? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they did. They came in early. early. Larry Bergman moving it around, riding it loose. Oh, yeah. So something, something that when you guys are talking about this, it makes me realize that like, because you want a fin to anchor your tail, you know, and be able uh, and allow you to set a line on a sloping face of a wave without sliding down that slope as you direct yourself down the line and not towards the beach. 
but there's like a balance that comes into play. You don't want completely to be anchored. You want a little bit of release, you know? And like now it's starting to actually make sense to me. Like the different fin setups and sizes and foils comes down to playing that balance between anchor and release, you know? Hold and, and release, yeah. Hold and release. So like, you know, and, and uh, the board allow, the board is gonna break at some point. And, and you know, I guess everybody, surfer just comes to their conclusion about where they like that release point to be on right. what type of a wave yeah. but this is like like we said in the beginning it's such a deep journey because i honestly feel so new to that you know like i think i'll look at a fin setup and on a new board i'm gonna ride and think i know how it's gonna feel and it doesn't feel that way you know right. and i'm like what like what i thought twin fins were supposed to feel like this i thought right. You know, so it's like, damn, you really have to consider so many variables, not just the fin setup, single, twin, thruster, quad, but also the placement of the fins and the size of the fins and the kind of waves you're applying them to. Like, it's almost like shit. That's that's too hard. What the fins <laughs> right. are made out of. That's too many things. Right. right. What the, the fins material. are made out of material. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think we we got into like single fin nicely. And that, that really sets you up for a basic understanding of what the fin's doing. Mm -hmm. um, it solved then, the problem. Yeah. And it then anchored that, the tail. That was the mm -hmm. first that was the first thing they put it. So what was the next down step? The center. Um, I'm pretty sure well, I know Bob Simmons came into the picture and took like that just shows that it wasn't about this show this demonstrates why it wasn't just about the outline, you know. He kept a super wide wide square tail and then broke up the the anchor point off the center line of the surfboard out on close super close to the rails so that the you know your board wasn't anchored at the center point of of the board and With resisting one. yeah resisting being put over on rail you put those you basically break that fin in half the area of the fin do two small ones out on either rail on either rail and then all of a sudden you had this crazy like amount of drive right by the rail right off the rail and then also a bunch of flow right through the center line of the board which you know he, he made these those boards they look like these you know like planks you know rounded full rounded nose but then just basically lopped off at the tail, a big square tail, maybe rounded out of the edges a little bit, but those things flew. Mm -hmm. And they still, that design is is proven to be like one of the fastest boards. Right, and, and shortest, ball. and shortest. Yes. Right, mm -hmm. for how short it is. Mm -hmm. it for is for everybody wide. listening, you're gonna have to go do your own research on Simmons, Mini Simmons, what, like, is that what the board design is, Mini Simmons? Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, go look that up, because... The, the first ones were big, though. Yeah, you the know, first ones were, were huge. They were, how, oh, really? They were, like, you know, there's been 12-foot Simmons. Oh, you know? wow. So Jesus. he was doing stuff from 12-foot, and then he even, like, seeing kind of the balsa ones that he shaped back in the day that were, like, 8-foot, and that was kind of the shortest ones that they were doing. And that was back in, you know, what, 60... That was early 60s, at least, like probably 63, 64, 1964, right, right in that area. But Bob Simmons was a La Jolla guy, and so he had to you know, figure something out that worked for like heavy reefs and whatnot. 
and he was also a handicapped guy. He was so he was making his boards and dialing them into to you know a specific tailor just for him. Um, so that was kind of his thing. He was a huge physicist and you know hydrodynamic guy on like how just boards best thoughtful. plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scientific. Are they best plane over the water? Mm. Right, like speed. You know, like yeah. he wanted to make he wanted to make boards that flew through sections. You know, and and he definitely did that, and and that sparked you know the the two fins on a surfboard uh, just sparked so many big movements in surfing. You know, like I definitely think of Mark Richards. I know he wasn't the first guy to do them, but he was the guy who surfed them to you know competitive success big big time you know what for four time world champ uh he he figured out to you know take that single fin off the center line put it out on the rails you know his his design is a 20 so that this is another you know breaking twin fins up into what they are you know it's it's the mini simmons or it's the traditional steve liz Fish with the big wooden keels, you know, another like kind of looks like a D fin, but it's a, it's a, like a mini. Mm-hmm. Um, Where Bob Simmons, those twin fins were kind of like half moons, you know, they weren't even, they didn't have the back edge keel or even like a rake to it. It was more like a half moon right. kind of shape. Very small, super small fin. And then the, the Steve Liss fish, which was original originally a knee board you know and then they started they light you know they just somebody must have one of the guys grabbed it and stood up on it and was like well you can do like figure eight cutbacks on this thing <laughs> um it works and david nueva he was all about the the keelfin fish um reno was all about the the keelfin Fish, really? He talks about it in in one of in the cast that he does with you. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Doesn't he talk about his little stubby twin fin that um, who shaped it for him or he shaped it after? I'm getting mixed up, but um, that you know the the traditional fish. That's that's one of those designs that just like the Steve List fish is so functional even today. Um, the best design ever. Really? In my opinion. <laughs> Overall, like, I, for, I, for a short board that can just do everything and packs like a ton of volume as well, um, it's it's kind of unrivaled and there's just so, you know, you can push it so far even with that, with that basic design, you know, just flat rocker, wide point forward, um, usually a swallowtail you know that, that cut out mm. and then the the big the big fins out by the rails and then you have this this board that is incredibly efficient catches a lot of waves and uh, you can get away with making it much shorter you know like your traditional fish was five eight and probably less you know but now everyone's like oh you can get away with much less mm-hmm. you see a lot of five four fishes five two just tiny little little boards but um so that's that's your the traditional fish that we love so much and then the one that's much more finicky and 
just has just a ton of different feelings on underfoot is is your 20 your mark richards 20 mm. which is a more upright fin it doesn't it doesn't rake back nearly as much it doesn't have nearly as much area or hold so it's very tippy <laughs> like rail to rail, rail to rail. Um, <laughs> that's the that's the word of the fucking trip is tippy. Yeah, it feels it, a little tippy, right? Right, and and twenties really do feel like that because you you have the fins like usually they're or traditionally they were built with with like a ton of V panel V in the tail too. So it would be these fins out close to the rail, these like really upright fins that are pretty big for a small board. Um, so those are like daggers into the water. And then you have all this V, so the boards would just like rail over so quick and like zip from one direction to the other. And if you weren't sure footed on that thing, it would be like squirting out from underneath you left and right, mm. you know, and then, and if you don't, I heard Ryan Birch talking about like if you don't like when you, you set you set into the turn and you have to let like the the board catch up to you and then you can really lay into it. Yeah. If yeah. you just go up there and just like force it, boom, the thing just like spins out and it's gone. Yeah, right. You have to like, yeah, give it a little warning. Mm. You know, like here we go, we're turning. Right, and then you can set into it. I've felt that actually. I feel like that's a water dynamic principle in general. Mm -hmm. You know, like boards respond so much better when you kind of start your turn and then lay into it. It's, it feels very. It can go all go right if you're perfect or whatever the characteristic is that requires it, this to happen, but. More often than not, it goes better when you start laying into the turn a little bit and then fully commit to it. Mm -hmm. really you know, have you ever, have you ever, basically, I'm just thinking yeah, of all the times I've come flying out of his feet, you know, like, yeah. you, like let it go a little bit and then the thing just, it goes and then it comes back underneath your feet. Yeah. And I've even seen it in other surfers, like when a really great turn, it's like they start a little bit and then lay it. And, and like Power if you've ever just it, yeah. if you've ever just come out of like a set a big old fast section and just tried to bump crank mm -hmm. it right then and there it's like one two I don't know the ratio one I was gonna say one or two times out of ten that it actually goes well and but most other times you kind of bog it some you have to like feel it out you mm -hmm. know Definitely. but that's a, that's an interesting point you said there but so yeah. now going from the twin what happens next because I know we have a thruster coming into the picture soon. That's what happens. What about next. Bonzer? What about where's the Bonzer? Bonzer's just kind of like a mix between a mix between like basically more of like a fish outline, fuller outline, wider tail. You do have fins out on the rails, but then you got your you know your tried and true single fin as well. So it's yeah. like that's a mix of both worlds. It's more like a thruster feel, mm -hmm. I guess. And Bonzer is. Created by the Campbell brothers. Oh yeah, Malcolm Campbell's like the main guy behind it. And where, where in the history, like the chronological order? So that yeah. was that was after the twin fins, you know, started taking over and whatnot. Um, they were up in Oxnard though, in Ventura County, um, and so they were pumping out a bunch of boards up there and kind of experimenting. They were mainly riding down rail kind of single fins up there, and then they were kind of experimenting with how do we you know take this to the next level 
And so they started putting concaves in the back half of the board. It's really extreme kind of double barrel concaves in between a center fin, which they could cut down quite a bit because they had these probably about eight inch long side fins that were only they're kind of like triangular fins, right? Yeah, more canted way yeah, out. Canted way out and kind of have a, a little more of a tilt. So they're actually extensions of the double barrel concave that they put oh, in the back. That's oh, a yeah. really interesting way of saying it. So that's, that's actually just of the more, that's just more of, you know, the concave coming off. And then you have that hold like a twin fin on the outside, but then you also have kind of that pivot of a single fin, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so you have the best of kind of both worlds with that, with those boards. Interesting. So that's the Bonzer and then, and then here comes Simon Anderson turn, you know, dialed in how to place three fins on the board, three fins that are like all the same size and where exactly to place them. And all of a sudden he's like, he's connected through his turn the whole time, powering through, it's when I think of a thruster, I think of like the side fins working really well on rail. Like when you put it onto a turn, the f side fins working really well, and that small little rear fin is doing more of a pivot, but it's also kind of blowing out at the same time. So that's why you see high performance surfers. They're able to go down in the flats, bang a turn, and the the ass end kind of like spins out just enough enough release and but then still the drive of the mm. side fins. So that's why they're doing top to bottom surfing. Mm -hmm. Straight back up to 12. It's easier to go 12 o'clock on a thruster than it is any other board. For wow, sure. wow. Because the, the hold all the way through the bottom turn, you're saying, like it's, with the right amount of release and like slip so that you can actually point the board up without going through the radius of the full turn. Mm -hmm. Like, like push a little of the tail. And yeah, blow you it can out, totally push it a see little that bit. in the most radical fucking vertical hits, rewind it back two and a half seconds or one and a half or half a second, whatever it is to the bottom turn. Yep. And take a look at that. That's, that's where you're really going to see like what you're working with and how the tail like draws through that turn because it's not always just a straight line. It can be a side slipping for a moment, right? Like that. Yeah, it's it's like That's, a power slide. Yeah, like it's uh, yes. power sliding. Yeah, very it's powering through the turn, but it's also but pushing releasing. so hard. Like, and you can see the water like flying off the outside rail. Um, you know, when in in high you know high performance. And thruster that's, surfing and that's that really summarizes the history huh of surfing is like going from a single fin to the twin fin to the thruster mm -hmm. the, 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 and then the bonzers the, right in there bonzers mixed the, in and quads kind of mixed in but n the the significant events in fin theory is single twin thruster mm -hmm. and then the quad came in super tough you know like yeah, it, it was but it wasn't like it too. wasn't like a definitely like it a wasn't chapter a cult. yeah and it wasn't was a, it, there even maybe a cult but it yeah. wasn't like a moment in history where it was like whoa this changes everything you know like quad was kind of more of like a oh it's the best it's like the best and worst of both worlds in the 
twin versus thruster. And that's that's where I'm like, if I haven't spent nearly enough time on like a, a bonzer that I love, um, but I've been drawn to four fins and the, you know, like talking about fin setups and what works best for you is usually what wor- you see in your mind working best for you. You know, like mm. you sure, sure you should go and try try them all. You know, but still as a board builder as a surfer when i look at a quad fin design on on most boards or if i look at a board a tail of a board without any fins it makes sense to me to break up the hold and and four fins usually do it for me you know the right amount of drive and release between to between the two mm-hmm. you know I mean, and then when you're getting into like the whole quads and whatnot, it also goes back to like the material that you're like making the fins out of, and you know, even like with the twin fin and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and the single fin. It's all well. So, on the so touch on that. Like, what what's happening with what materials? You know. So, uh, like most standard fin would be a all fiberglass fin, right? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. all. You know, all fiberglass. It's it's very consistent flex. You can change the flex. You can have it nice and thick at the base and really thin at the tip and really get flexing. Or if you know you're looking, if you're like say a bigger, heavier surfer and you really lay into your your turns, you don't want your fins to flex that much. You know, so you build them much stiffer. So um, just the the all fiberglass fin is kind of like your all around fin. And then of course, like the the beautiful wood fins. I've always liked the idea of. When I think of a wood fin, I think it's a great i a great way to kind of like offset the balance of a board because it because the wood floats, you know. Mm. So it, it kind of gives it like a different buoyancy and yeah, fiberglass fin would just sink right down to the bottom, but a, a wood fin would would float. Um, and then there's all these, you know, composite materials. So you use both, you know, use both have a little thin piece of wood in the center and then mostly fiberglass around. Right. It. That's, well, that's where the fin industry is, you know, doing their thing and yeah, like, now they all got kinds of shit and honeycomb and carbon fiber. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's like, it's like now it's like where it does the, the theory begin and the marketing begin or end or, you know, it's like, <laughs> right. And it's the same deal with like how many fins that should you have on your surfboards or, or what type of material should you be using? Like you gotta be, you know, we're going to touch on that at the end, but like you kind of need a little bit of everything, you know, it's, that's, what's so great about a lot of, you know, building boards these days is you have a lot of different options for fin boxes and stuff and you can just switch them out. Yeah. You can put five or six boxes in a board, um, and really, really train change drastically how one board feels from one fin setup to the next. Mm, That's a good, that's a good segue into just like experiences, you know, and what you ride and what you know, and like, well, shit, I feel the least qualified to talk about it, so I'll hand it off to you guys once again. But, like, you know, especially you, Cole, I think of you, well, both of you, I mean, of course, both of you in your own ways, but I've, I've watched you surf so many, like, boards and setups. You know, that was another, like, another one of the things that impressed me most about you, Ev, was just, like, your willingness to try any board. Well, not even just try it, but ride it well. 
Whereas I feel like there's such a learning curve for me when I'm like on different boards or different fin setups or whatever it is that's different. Right. You know, what is that thing? Like that's, that's, that's even like, let's talk about that for a second. Like, I don't even know if it's the fins. That's what, what's different about a board than that, what I expected, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I got a twin fin. This is what's gonna happen, you know, through this turn or this kind of thing. <clears throat> oh no, that's not what happened at all. Must not be the fins. Well, maybe the fins acted the way I thought they were and it was just that the tail is this way or there's a rail, like, holy, there's so much going on, but anyway, I, like. I think both Evan and I, you know, have put in time and experimented so much with so many different boards and both new boards and, you know, old boards. Older boards that were passed down through generations or just, you know, like a find that you found on Craigslist or something like that, um, which really sparked my curiosity like when I was younger. And, you know, I found a couple boards that just worked. They worked magic and I got hooked and I always wanted to try, you know, something new. Um, one of the like big boards, you know, I one of the boards that changed my life was a bonzer for sure um and that was kind of the bridge between a fish and a single fin which i learned to love both of those mm -hmm. you know it just naturally just happened and you know it, it's just about keeping on trying out new things different feelings for different days conditions change you know, it, it's all depends and eventually you'll show up at the beach and just have it dialed. Be like, okay, this board for today, boom, we're out there. These fins in, all right, go. Yeah, and it takes, it does. It takes a lot of time and a lot of testing of, of equipment on, on different days, you know, like it's at first, like if you want to learn how to ride a twin fin, then just grab a twin fin and ride it in like all conditions. I think you're good at that, brother Chris. Like, we we get lost sometimes, like riding the log to the to the fish to the glider, like just all over the place. And you get on that twenty and put in a few days, and now you're surfing well on it. Like you act, you know that well that that board pretty well. And that's what it takes, like some serious right, time right. in on different equipment. Well, that's where I'm like, I'm catching up with you guys, you know, <laughs> like I'm like, oh, 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 I got, I got my opportunity to surf this, you know, Coles fucking Takayama twin. Like I'm going to fucking just ride this and I'm just going to keep riding it, you know, and I do, I do love that weird way that you just get to know something you keep coming back to even though when yeah consistency but you know what's funny to me is that you start and finish on it feeling the same way like you start and you finish in a session feeling like oh that, that was this hard or this easy even but when you come back even though you didn't work with that board at all in between the end and the beginning of your next session somehow you get a little better you know, on the next session. Oh, you've been mind surfing the whole yeah, time. Yeah, maybe that, mind surfing and mind feeling that board again and like, oh, mind I need to do it. this way. Yeah, mind feeling the board. <laughs> and that's a really interesting thing to me is like how you can improve in between sessions, you know? Um, but one thing I definitely know and, and I always try to do that I know to be true to on any board is that you need to learn how to find where the fins are through the deck of your board with your back foot. Mm. Like your back foot placement 
in order for you to successfully have that transition or in order for your weight to be successful like transitioning from front to back foot and and affect your trim properly while surfing and and even while paddling but we're since we're talking about fins while surfing like your back foot has to be over or very near the fins otherwise when you transition to your back foot it doesn't actually really engage that back half of your rail and fin setup which is the second thing i realized is that your rail is actually kind of one of your secret fins and it's that's your largest you yeah we did say we talked about that today yeah Before. yeah and i and i love that because that's why somebody who knows better and who's a really great surfer can ride a board without fins and almost look like they have a fin in their board like they can cling to the face of a wave and go down the line without sliding out because they're using the rail mm -hmm. and that is the perfect proof that you don't need fins necessarily I mean, you do if you want to do a different kind of surfing, like vertical surfing, up and down, up and down, trough to lip. But if you want to go down the line, you don't need fins. You can cling mid-face in the pocket and go down the line of a ripping little wave if you know how to engage your rail. And that's the most efficient way. You know, like, again, all these all these fins, they're anchors, you know, and they're all they're all drag. You know, that's, that's you why. You want to be friction-free. Friction so and just be planing perfect planing across the surface of the water, right? With no drag, whatever. Skimming, yeah. right? So wow, that's given me the biggest like revelation. Like finless surfing, quote unquote. Now it's quote unquote because technically your rail is your fin, right? But like that's the longest, but like least shallowest, deep, shallowest. Yes, yeah. that's the word, shallowest fin. Instead of having a deep fin that's only has a four or five inch base, now it's like a six foot long fin, but it's just, you know. I've never actually thought about that, it like that either. You know, it's, it's a super long base, but very shallow. Mm -hmm. You know, when you see it, even like we were talking the coolest shots from in the water, behind, you know, behind the wave looking through it towards the shore and you're seeing the surfer and the board positioned like in the wave face you know ideally it's like tubing um but you can really see the footprint of each mm, board and there's yeah. a really good surfer's journal article that broke down and really nitpicked like where the anchor points are and how it affects how the rail the rails imprint in the wave face yeah, as well yeah, yeah. Um, and just you know it, it, the, the water's perfectly clear you know and like you could just see the position the the body position even of the surfer and how it affects the the board and the imprint of it and like that's just a great way of thinking about a board sitting in a face as a as a board builder like that's what that's what I think of when I'm looking at a board design I'm thinking about it from that perspective like I'm on the inside of the water looking at how the board is sitting in the wave face and its imprint its footprint in the wave right from as if you were looking from underwater I think it's really important to mention too that if you're like a complete beginner you might not even be engaging your rail yet or using your rail as a fin you might be just so concerned with just like getting yourself up on your board and standing your feet, you know, and yeah. dropping in on that wave and riding straight. So 
in that case, fins and rails mean nothing to you. <laughs> right, right. So, but you need to start, one of your next steps is gonna be to start engaging your fins, engaging your rail, which is also in conclusion of this, you know, episode one of your fins, in which keep you locked into the face of the wave. So instead of just dropping down it and then never being engaged with the wave again, you're staying on the face of it, on the wall keeping yourself between the very top, the lip, and the very bottom, and going towards the shoulder, the length of the wave, parallel to the beach. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm thinking of the beginner right now, I'm trying to describe it in that's, those words. It's really good. But uh, that is, you know, that's your next steps, that's what you need to be thinking about with your fins and your rails, to engage them into the face of the wave so that you can lengthen your ride, get more speed, get more drive, feel more power, feel more lift and feel that like sensation that surfers are so like high on. Yeah, don't get caught up in trying to tell yourself that it's the fins that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not the fins. fins are not the problem. <laughs> One, three, six, like it's not, it's, it's well, not. Well, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> no, it can help you out or it can hinder you, but just like we were talking about, like some of us can hop on a board and, and just like, make it make it work pretty much so, somehow or another and um that just that just throws that theory out the window you you know there's certain setups that are more dialed in for certain conditions and if you if you put in the time and you can just you can be johnny on the spot and have a board that you can pop in a thruster or a quad or a single that that's ideal but you know don't get hung up on your fins um, I think like we've given them a, a lot of a lot of things to think about, you know, and just a new perspective. Totally, yeah. oh, that was embrace good. them all. Embrace them all. <laughs> get 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 a single fin, put in some time there, and then move on to your twin, and move on to your thruster, and break it all back down to quads and and bonzers and and twinsers <laughs> twinsers i mean there's a lot of fin setups that we're not even that we didn't even get into widow makers um and i think that's really where surfboard design is going to evolve is like how do you figure out that that equation to for for drive and hold and then also the release that you want to do you know maneuvers and, and turns and figure eights and cutbacks and all those all those great things uh, in surfing that was the last you guys fucking rapping and surfboards with you always is right on well if you are not engaging your fins whether it's one two three four or subscribe to the KookCast. You are kooking it. Don't do it. <laughs> Kook. <laughs> Get on those podcast directories and subscribe. And do us a favor and hit that five-star button. It's usually right underneath. Do we would appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Woo. Yep. Yep. Catch you next week.